Hello, hello, hello. This is V. Scott coming to you today with your Everyday Woman broadcast. Um, today I decided that I will read, uh, I believe I chose six poems out of, um, it's a book that says, it's um, Oxford, 100 Years of Poetry for Children. And so I'm going to tell you the last poem that I chose. I decided, um, I didn't read it first. I decided, like, whatever page I ended up landing on with my eyes closed and opening the book, that I would read that poem last. And um, you'll see when I read it. But we're going to go ahead and now uh, we're going to get to the first poem. Uh, we're going to get to the first poem that I want to read. And it's, um, like I said, it's out of, out of um, so I guess Oxford. I guess it's a, anyway it's called 100 years of poetry for children and and this is the first one it's called the tickle rhyme and it's by Ian Sarilier I'm not sure if I'm saying the name right and here's the poem who's that tickling my back said the wall me said a small caterpillar I'm learning to crawl so I thought that was cute and um, so I decided to, um, you know, choose that. And then it says, the next one is The Example, and it's by W.H. Davis. Here, here is an example, a butterfly that on a rough, hard rock, happy can lie, friendless and all alone on this unsweetened stone. Now let my bed be hard, no care take I. I'll make my joy like this small butterfly whose happy heart has power to a stone, a flower. Okay, okay. And so I thought that was, um, you know, I thought that was kind of cute. So I chose that. And then um, here's the next one. It's called Father Says, and it's by Michael Rosen. Father Says, Never let me see you doing that again. Father says, tell you once, tell you a thousand times. Come hell or high water, his fingers drill my shoulder. Never let me see you doing that again. My brother knows all his phrases off by heart. So we practice them in bed at night. Okay. You know, and then because, you know, parents will tell you. Don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. And so I thought I would, um, that's why I chose that. Because parents will get on you about something that they told you not to do. And then we'll, we'll make fun of them behind their backs about it. Uh, <laughs> and so I'm going to go into a little story before I go to the next one. Uh, I remember, um, because I grew up an only child until my mom, um, I went to my mom got my sister and so that's a whole nother story but anyway um and so it would be uh, me and my cousin would be on the phone and we definitely would be um poking fun at our moms and um talking junk about them on the phone behind their backs <laughs> because oh my goodness they just you know we just thought we knew everything we just thought that they were so wrong and turned out you know no Moms were just 
being mom, trying to give us the real. So, and then here's uh, the next one. It's called Playgrounds. And it's by, oh, Barely Doherty. Playgrounds are such, I'm going to start over. Playgrounds is such a garby play, playground. Mm. I don't know what happened. So we're going to start over again. Playgrounds are such gobby places. Know what I mean? Everyone seems to have something to talk about, giggle, whisper, scream, and shout about. I mean, it's like being in a parrot cage. And playgrounds are such pushy places. Know what I mean? Everyone seems to have to run. Everyone seems to have to run, jump, kick, do cartwheels, handstands, fly around. I mean, it's like being inside a whirlwind. And playgrounds are such patchy places. Know what I mean? Everyone seems to go round in circles, lines, and triangles, colored shapes. I mean, it's like being in a kaleidoscope. <laughs> it's like being in a kaleidoscope. And playgrounds are such poly places. Know what I mean? Everyone seems to have best friends, secret link, arms, being in gangs. Everyone except me. Know what I mean? And so I just thought this was a little cute, you know, about the playgrounds. And um, just for back memories of um, elementary school being on the playground and running around on the playground. Yeah. And this is the next poem. Did I say? Oh, yeah, I did say who wrote that poem. And so this one is called Into My Heart. And it's by A.E. Houseman. Into my heart, an air kills from yon far country blows. What are those blue-remembered hills? What spires? What farms are those? That is the land of the lost. Oh, that's wrong. That is the land of lost content. I see its shining plain, the happy highways where I went and cannot come again. Wow. Mm. That's something right there. Cannot go there again. There's a lot of places that we can't go again. You know, because... All kind of reasons. And this is the one that I chose the last, the read last, and that I didn't look at first. I chose it by, you know, my eyes closing, book, book open up whatever page you landed on. That was what I chose. And so this is the last poem, and it's called Like a Flame. Grace Nichols, rising up from my wet, from my weeding of ripening cane, my eyes make full with this man. There ain't no reason to laugh, but I laugh in, in confusion. His hands soft, his words quick, his lips curling as in prayer I nod. I like this man. Tonight, I go to meet him like a flame. Thank you for listening to me read these um, poems. 
And as I stated, these are children poems. It's a 100 Years of Poetry for Children. That's the name of the book that I read these uh, poems out of. I just decided that I would um, read these poems today. Um, because, um, you know, I, I am a poet. I write poetry. I also like to read poetry. And it's so important that we um, let these children be themselves and um, do the things that they like and have a creative outlet of some sort. Uh, even, the, you know, whatever it is, it doesn't have to be poetry. It, it could be drawing, it could be dancing, whatever their creative outlet is. is uh, please let your children um, do that. Uh, find a space for them to be able to um, find a space for them to be able to do better, do, um, let them be able to, um, I can't even think of the words, but let, allow them to be able to have their creative outlet is what I'm trying to say, wherever the space may be. If you don't have money for them to go to programs, you can create your own creative outlet right there in your own home for your child. You can do that for your own child. You you know, if they like drawing, you can get them color pencils, color crayons, a drawing pad, and let them draw at the house if you don't have any money for them to go to art class, if money is tight. If, if you don't have money for a dance class, allow them to dance at the house. You know, there's so many... Uh, YouTube videos out here now where they can dance with the um, with the people on YouTube and stuff and learn moves you know so you can do that and then also if dancing is their outlet they probably already have their own creative moves so allow them that space to be creative allow them that space and you know especially because you know, children are just such creative souls, and it shapes and mold them, and, and it determines, and it also determines which way they will decide to go. So let them have that creative outlet, so they won't feel like they don't have a choice if they want to follow their passion, because so many of us have not followed our passion because no one nurtured it and no one let, or no one um, made us feel that. Our passion was important, but getting a job, getting a job, a nine-to-five working for someone else was important. So make sure you let your children know that their passion is important. And if they want to follow their passion, support them. Let them flourish in their passion is what I'm saying. Thank you for listening. Have a great one. I am trying to sign out now. I know you hear me trying to sign out. All right. Have a great one.